0: This is Hammond.
1: and Jessica, and
0: you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to uh, Patreon.com/slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. You could listen on YouTube. We have a Discord server for those who enjoy that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: there's also a bonus episode for anyone who gives five bucks a month, and we have much to talk about. There's there I, as I was telling Jessica before we uh, started pretty much every story I wrote down for today is stuff we could spend an entire episode on. What yeah. Else?
1: Just before we get into it, I just wanted to remind people I haven't spoken about it in a while because I've been having other things on my plate. Um, but June 10th, if you live in New York or in the area, um, meet us at um, Hinterlands on uh, June 10th. It's a Friday evening at uh, seven o'clock, I think, seven, seven thirty. I'll probably be there for a few hours. It's gonna be a, a few of my other friends as well but uh come meet up i think i'll post i'm sure i'll tweet about it or something like that here uh, we go this has been a rough week eh
0: it's, everything <sighs> uh, is rough um i just want to take a second for the school shooting in uvalde yeah. texas because uh by the time you're hearing this you will have heard everything about yeah. that but of course one of the things that comes up after a mass shooting these days is a litany of republicans who who constantly say the way to fix this is putting more Jesus in school, putting more Christianity in school. If they had the Bible in school, if they had the Ten Commandments in there, I've already heard some politicians make reference to things like that as if the reason this happened is only because... You know, there's not enough religion in school. Yeah,
1: as if there's never been a church shooting.
0: Yeah, and as if we (laughs) haven't heard the (laughs) excuse—the same one for 20 years. Yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. I I
0: don't even know. I one thing I did notice—they don't say thoughts and prayers anymore. the The politicians—it's
1: mental health now.
0: Yeah, and it's um Mm -hmm. like hope. I'm I'm uh I forgot the phrasing they used because every time I saw it, I just was like fuck. Kirsten yeah, for saying that. The
1: thing I keep saying is we have a mental health crisis in this country, which is not untrue, but they're not going to do anything about that either. Horrified, so I'm not sure why we're
0: bringing that up. Horrified and heartbroken. Yeah, That's the phrase they are all using now because they get a lot of shit for saying thoughts and prayers because everyone knows that's Christianese. Horrified and heartbroken is a
1: good edit.
0: Yeah. Thoughts and prayers are like, we're not going to do anything and everyone knows the code by now. So they've switched it to horrified and heartbroken because it takes the pressure off. Prayers aren't going to do I'm anything. I'm not
1: horrified anymore, though. Like, how can yeah. I keep being horrified when the same thing happens once <laughs> a week for my entire adulthood? Like, I, I'm not horrified. This is my life. This is just... Someone I, said,
0: like, this is not America. No, buddy. This Ooh. is absolutely... What year
1: was Columbine? 90... Uh, my
0: high school. We're talking 98.
1: 98. Yeah, I was in junior in high. So this has been my entire life has been school shootings. So mm-hmm. not horrified, just um, disappointed and yeah. numb and tired.
0: And everything is awful. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this counts as good news at all, given how shitty everything is. But uh, this one... Uh, it's worth talking about. Josh Duggar was sentenced, yeah, finally, after years. And I think because his whole sh- shenanigans, the story happened like more than a year ago, it's worth just mentioning why he's going to jail because Josh Duggar's going to jail,
1: yeah, sure is. Um,
0: and just some, uh, what they said. I'll start with the top line statement, mm-hmm. he was sentenced to 151 months, which is more than twelve years, for downloading and possessing uh illicit images mm-hmm. of child sexual abuse. And just to in case people have forgotten the story, here's kind of the background here. In 2019, Josh Duggar, the Quiverful family, like I don't forgot if he's the oldest child of the Duggars. I think he is, but the 19 kids and counting family, that family was on the air on TV for many years as like, we're these conservative Christians with as many babies as God will give us. Mm -hmm. Um, And all these, and they made plenty of money over the years as a family for this show and for what they did. Um, And then we found out years ago, Oh, Hey, Josh Duggar molested his sisters Mm -hmm. and another girl touched them inappropriately Mm -hmm. when they were kids. And he was, I don't think he was a kid, but like that wasn't even, the issue, because, like, they sent him away to Christian rehab and nothing happened or well, whatever. Well, yeah,
1: that's how the Catholics fixed all their priests.
0: <laughs> so, 2019 comes around. Josh Duggar's now working at, like, a car lot, sells cars, whatever. Mm. Fine, do your thing. Um, federal agents came to his car lot, and, like, that was news, because it's like, why are you at Josh Duggar's car lot? What we yeah. found out <sighs> later is that he had allegedly downloaded... Uh, I don't want to say it on the podcast, but he downloaded illicit content from like the dark web mm-hmm. um, or whatever it was. The feds took his computers, they took his phone. Apparently, he said to the cops when they took away everything, Haha, "What's this about? Has anyone been downloading child <laughs> stuff?" Oh <laughs> boy! No one suggested that. He literally volunteered that.
1: That's like at the end of like one of the who's the guy? One more thing. Who's that guy? Columbo.
0: <laughs> really going with the Colum- modern references here, but just here. that
1: kind of thing of like. But wait, <laughs> <'Cause-> <laughs> I didn't say she was shot. Yeah. I just said she was dead. Di- I don't have right. a Columbo impression. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's anything, but that really feels like like a 1980s writer. Where he just put that together. Well, nobody found any kiddie porn, did they? Because right. oh, that would be the worst thing I can imagine. <laughs> Me personally, Josh Duggar, a person who does not like child pornography.
0: And the feds found out that he used, like, a browser that allows him to access illicit material. Mm. And also on his computer, by the way, was a Christian censorship program called Covenant Eyes. That's
1: right, because his <laughs> wife was, like, not in on it, but knew she had, he had a capital P problem, yeah. right? Yeah, and
0: so technically what that The app is supposed to do is if you go to an adult site, it'll send like alerts to everyone on your list. Like, guys, he's looking at it again. Um, But he found a way around it because it's not good software. I didn't realize it went
1: to a lot of people.
0: Uh, Whoever you put on your accountability list, really. Um, So he downloaded the illegal stuff using a workaround that didn't trigger the Christian program, which tells you a lot about the Christian program. And the feds eventually found over 200 images that were bad. And they found out that someone had both viewed them and tried to delete them. Mm -hmm. Like that information is there. During the trial, he was like, maybe someone else like came to my lot and stood <laughs> in the thing and used the hot spot and mm-hmm. that was it. And put
1: my passcode like, code and put on a it. Josh Duggar mask. And <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> last year, a jury found him guilty on two counts, and then the question is, that was last year. Mm-hmm. We were waiting this whole time to find out, okay, he's guilty, but how long is he going to be sent to jail? He could have had 40 years in jail, one for downloading... This content Mm -hmm. uh, and viewing it Mm -hmm. and another for distributing it to others. And here's basically what happened this week. Both sides agreed there's, I guess, not enough evidence to get him on distributing it to Mm -hmm. other people. And both sides agreed we'll drop that charge. Okay. Okay. 40-year maximum in prison, drops to 20-year maximum. Okay. The prosecutors are and like...
1: he's our age?
0: Uh, he, yeah, he's late 30s, I think. Oh,
1: is he? Okay. Something
0: like that. So the prosecutors are like, well, give him all 20 years for uh-huh. the downloading and possessing stuff. Josh Duggar's lawyers are like, give him five. He's a good boy. His wife is like, he's he's the daddy of like seven kids. Yeah. His <laughs> he mom... He has a
1: brood he needs to tend to. Yeah.
0: yeah. um, Actually, his wife said... She asked the judge to consider reuniting us as a family again soon, which, okay, fine. Oy, oy, His oy. lawyers, said Josh Duggar, lived an admirable life while navigating unique challenges associated with being in the public spotlight since what were, childhood.
1: What were the admirable
0: parts? I'm not sure. He Besides did make all a call asking people to vote against, like, Trans safety laws Oh, that's
1: neat I just don't think When people are like He lived a noble life Like, having many children Isn't a noble, (laughs) like, pursuit Most people can have children It's... most people can have children and also not have child pornography on their computer. So mm-hmm. I don't think just him heading the one thing is enough.
0: I forgot about this until I was going through the story. You yeah. know what was going on during the guilty verdict and the sentencing time? Jim Bob Duggar, his daddy, the patriarch of the family, ran, ran for, for, for Arkansas State yeah, Senate I'm... on a platform of family values. He oh, lost. He lost the primary. Louise. Um, but anyway the Duggar's lawyer said, give him five years. Prosecutor said, give him all 20. Yeah. Uh, judge said, I'll give him 12, 12 years, seven months in prison. Even with good behavior or whatnot behind bars, yeah. he's going to be away for a while. Um, hopefully his kids will have aged out of damage control mode, I guess. God,
1: and they're not going to get them into therapy. They're just going to send them to other priests, yeah. these poor kids. Pray-
0: yeah, prayers for those kids or whatever. But- Honestly,
1: one caseworker could go down to that section of Arkansas and like have their case full of just duggers. If somebody's looking for clients, like for therapy,
0: Josh Duggar used to work for the Family Research Council and the head. (laughs) (laughs) Racism. What are the best ways (laughs) to hurt LGBTQ people? Mm. Tony Perkins, still I believe the head of Family Research Council, has not said anything about Josh Duggar today. Surprise, surprise. Sure, weird. Um, my. Again, favorites—the wrong word here—but the one thing after this verdict, uh, after the sentencing came out, are all the pictures of Josh Duggar with every Republican luminary. Oh, like here's yeah. him and Ted Cruz. Which here's him and whoever.
1: Which that doesn't carry a ton of cachet for me because like that happened with Harvey Weinstein right. and Everyone fucking has Jeffrey a Epstein. With like yeah, there's a picture of like my aunt and uncle with Hillary Clinton. They don't yeah. know who my aunt and uncle are.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Josh is going to prison. There's your good news story. Yeah. Uh, how long? Who knows? Yeah. I, I will say I do not appreciate the comments I saw everywhere. Like, good, he's going to prison. They'll get him good. No, like, don't yeah, make that we joke.
1: shouldn't advocate for rape in any sense, even in prison, especially in prison. Actually, I shouldn't have said even in prison. Yeah. Um, hey Hammond, just really quick question yes. just before, because I'm sure whatever we're gonna get into next is gonna be terrible. It will be. Um not that I want to. If I asked you to, would you know how to get to, like, the dark web, like, where people get, like, assassins and drugs? Are you
0: looking? I'm not looking. It's just, it it occurs to me
1: that I don't even know what the dark web is. I hear it, it. It just feels like... A thing from a 1990s hacker movie that all, the screen is black and the, the, the digits are all lime green.
0: I feel like there's someone who's get, who's written us before who's like, listen, it's not actually a dark web. It's blah, blah, blah.
1: Uh, have I done this before?
0: I think we've done this have before. We? And they've got mad at us Silk for using Road incorrect is uh, jargon.
1: What's Silk Road?
0: That's closed a long time ago. Okay. I know <laughs> I this because worked. my shop got... No. Um <laughs> There is okay. a way to do it. It's just like you can't go to Google and find it. That's the thing we're talking about. You gotta like so you know just have to type it in how the browser bar. Pretty much like you gotta know how to get to the things you wanna get to. And Josh Duggar knew how to get to the stuff he wanted Dark to get web
1: to. Dot Pirate.
0: That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you are the worst hacker to oh. exist anywhere. <laughs> Okay. okay, let's talk about this uh, <sighs> church.
1: I'm gonna think of another uh, little fun anecdote for between the next, <laughs> the next thing. Okay, um, this on. is the
0: wildest video that I saw in a long time. So last Sunday, yeah. as we're making this, uh, New Life Christian Church in Warsaw, so, Indiana. Sorry, it's
1: May, not May 22nd. In case people are listening to this, thank you. May 22nd. Okay, that
0: sounds about right. But yeah, there's a church in Warsaw, Indiana. Uh, pastor John B. Lowe, L-O-W-E, gets on stage. And here's the deal. Here's what I see. Okay. There's a live stream of their sermon, as there is every week. And at the end of the service, where people are singing worship music and the pastor says some parting words. Mm. And then at the very end of the the video, you you basically hear him say something like, Uh, God wants to give you the saving knowledge of Christ, everyone come on board, whatever, whatever, Christian, whatever, whatever. Uh And then it fades out to the, the screen... And the live stream ends. Okay. Well, someone in the congregation kept the camera rolling because they knew something was about to happen. An official
1: camera or like a phone camera? Like a phone camera. camera. Okay.
0: And what they caught was the pastor, now that the live stream's off, is like, I got to say something to this church. I'm I'm not going to read you everything he said, but here's the gist of it. Um, He says, uh, I committed adultery. It was nearly 20 years ago. It continued far too long, dot, dot, dot. I have no defense. I committed the adultery. To say it plainly, I didn't make a mistake. I didn't have an issue. I didn't have an affair. I didn't make a misjudgment. I sinned. Okay. I need to say that, and you deserve to hear it. Dot, dot, dot. While applying uh, church discipline for sexual failure, for repentance, confession, and restoration, I myself had not been disciplined for sexual misconduct. So in accordance with... Dot, dot, dot. In accordance with our church bylaws, I'm stepping aside, stepping down from ministry responsibilities. Okay. This is like a five, six-minute speech mm-hmm. that I just condensed for you there, but that's basically what he tells the congregation. Mm-hmm. And during all of this, they're pretty silent. They're listening. Honestly, the reaction from the crowd is not one of like, <gasps> how could you? It was more like, oh, a long time ago, you did something bad. You felt the need to get sure. it off your chest. We get it, yeah. you know? All right, fine. Uh, do you, and basically he said, I'm stepping down. Doesn't mean I'm not coming back later. Like, let me go to Christian rehab, the Josh Duggar kind for two minutes. Uh-huh. I'll be back. Um, so right after that, right yeah. after he finishes the speech, and this is why someone was filming, because they knew this was going to happen or something, um, a husband and wife get up on stage. And basically, uh, he, the guy says to the crowd, you know, if you love us, please let us talk. Because we're taking the mic here. And basically, here's the woman, his wife. She gets and the microphone. This I, we is don't just have context of who no these context, people are. At least for anyone watching the video, no, you don't. Okay. But these husband and wife gets up there. Wife takes the mic. For 27 years, I lived in a prison. It was not 20 years, she says to the priest. Um, I would still be in a prison if my brother, and many of you know him... Had not approached me two weeks ago with what he had seen as a a teenager that bothered him all these years. His pastor, Lo, in bed with his younger sister with t-shirt and underwear on. And as she keeps talking, she says, I was just 16 when you took my virginity on your office floor. Do you remember that? I know you do, and I have plenty of other stories that I could bring to your remembrance. You did things to my teenage body that had never and should never have been done. Dot, dot, dot. The church deserves to know the truth. This church has been built on lies, but no more. Wow. So, the pastor had said, I committed adultery 20 years ago. She says, it wasn't adultery, it was sexual assault. I was the victim I was 16 raped when miner. it started. Um, she oh, also, the guy's son, the pastor's son must have said something. It's hard to hear because he's not with the microphone. And they say to him, if I would have gotten counseling, your dad would be in prison. Wow. Um, apparently this happened for a while. The husband takes the mic at some point. He says, this is a necklace you must have given her. It was a ministry gift. I'm giving this back to you. This is a covenant purity ring, which she wore while that man had sex with her. Drops that on the oh. podium. It's like, we're done. Drop the mic. They leave the stage. And all of a sudden, there is some uh, conversation from the crowd like, if you did it, you need to admit it to the pastor. Like for a second, there's a glimmer of hope uh-huh. that this congregation's going to turn on this guy. And he says to them, "Yeah, I told you I committed adultery. I told you it went on too long. That's
1: not adultery. That's fornication, mm-hmm. even in your biblical terms.
0: Yeah. Um, and at uh, the that end be the same of thing. at the end of, they didn't really get into a fight okay. beyond that. But after he does all this, and this is the end of the video. Uh, like she leaves with her husband. There are their friends must have been there. They knew this was going to happen. They embrace the couple and they kind of walk out. Yeah. The pastor says something. I don't know what it was. Wasn't important. Gets on stage. Then you hear someone yell out from the crowd, like "We love you." No. And the like entire church goes to greet the pastor on stage, lay their arms on him, in what looks like a group embrace, but they're laying their hands on him in prayer or whatever it you want to call that. Oh my god. Um. They basically embraced him. They did not do that to her. And in case you're wondering, uh, 16 is the age of consent in Indiana. But, again, there's two ways to look at this. Legally speaking, I'm not sure if because he was in a position of power over her, that changes the rules. Sexual assault, ethically, though, sexual assault is sexual assault, regardless of what happened.
1: Where in Indiana was it?
0: Warsaw, Indiana. For what it's worth, the church... Oh, This is not funny, but I found it funny. The church shut down its Facebook page and it shut, right? Um, but they didn't shut down their Instagram. And the last post they made on Instagram was, um, it's an advertisement for an upcoming marriage matters class. And there's a banner over it that says canceled to all married couples. Marriage matters is canceled this
1: evening. I wonder why. uh
0: Uh-huh. Did this one going on? Two updates with this, uh, I'm not going to say this wrong. The Kosciusko County Prosecutor's Office Mm -hmm. says there is a pending investigation into the matter. They said that this week. Um, It seems like what happened is this girl woman now, must have either repressed it or didn't realize the significance of it until this was brought to her attention by her brother. So a couple of weeks ago, she must have gone to authorities. She must have gone to the church leaders and said, this is a thing you need to address because I already went to the cops about it. I'm making that up. I don't know if that happened, but it sounds like that's what happened. That's why the pastor felt the need to address it then and there. And that's why she was at the church to make sure that was going to happen, Second update is the church put out a statement. um, Among other things, this is so. These are the elders of the church. um, When Pastor Lowen offered his confession, he also announced that he would be stepping down. Dot dot dot. Um, They basically said, uh, "In the wake of what has now been revealed, we are hurting and broken for a woman who has lovingly attended and served in the church for many years." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our brokenness extends to Pastor John B. Lowe II. For 42 years, our church has taught and preached a message of repentance, forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. Basically saying, you know, we love him. We hope he redeems himself. We love her. Sure you do. Um, and saying, I, I, the one thing I took away from that message is they said, we literally did not know anything about this until now. Mm. Um, so like, don't blame us. We weren't trying to cover this up. That's what I took from that letter, but that what happened. It was caught on video. The reaction to the the priest's way of gaslighting everybody into what happened. The woman's way of saying, "No, I was there. These people know mm-hmm. what you did to me." There's more. She even alluded to the fact that there were other people who were like not witnesses per se, but like they know about this stuff. Mm-hmm. The story's not over. But like, holy crap.
1: Um. I'm trying to find... There's a name for what you just described that has to do with... uh, Oh, Darvo. Have you ever heard of that? Darvo, um, it's when... um, If you uh, address somebody who has been abusing you and say you've been abusing me, they do... It's called Darvo. Deny, attack, Mm. and reverse victim and offender. Which is like... Mm. Like, I...
0: The I'm pastor not abu- is the victim. Yeah,
1: I, you're abused. Like you accuse me of this thing. How could you l- put me through this thing? Which is like what this rings of. Um, so this is why women don't come forward. Like how many more examples do we do we need of this kind of thing? I um, did, on HBO there's. Do you know the um, the musical Spring Awakening? Is that Heard in your it, purview? Heard of Don't know it. Um, it's, it's something I only kind of discovered during the pandemic. I knew of it, um, but I sort of missed the boat on it. I was in a wicked, like a dork. Um, but uh, there's a, essentially it's about, <laughs> it's about 18th century German kids who are discovering sex and it's about them trying to deal with adult things while the adults in their life continue to treat them like children to the detriment of all. Um, and there's a song about, sexual assault, about um, a young woman whose father has been assaulting her with the mother's knowledge. Um, and they were interviewing the the actors who played this. It's a 15-year anniversary, so they did a, a thing on HBO Max, or they did a re- reunion thing, and then they did a um, a doc on HBO Max. Anyway. One of the women who sings the song about sexual assault said that they're kind of talking about the cultural impact of what's going on. There's a that deals with suicide, it deals with rape, it deals with all this kind of thing, um, abortion, pregnancy. Um, but the this actress said when the show started getting popular, we got so many letters from kids who said I was lost and I've never told anybody in my entire life. You're the first person I'm telling. And this happened to me and I didn't know this happened to other people. And the reality is this sort of abuse, especially from power, powerful people, not powerful people, people in position of authority over the victim. In addition to just being an adult, that, this is happening all the time. It's happening right. everywhere. And when, Kids say something about it, they're not believed. When adults say something about what happened to them as children, they're not believed. When women come forward and say, this happened to me yesterday, they're not believed. So it's kind of hard, frankly, to understand why anybody would come forward anymore. Because this is what happens. Oh, we forgive you, Pastor Fartface. Oh, my goodness. You're so brave for admitting that you did a bad thing, even though you minimized it and did not take any emotional responsibility for what you did to her. Because what did he say? He said, I sinned. I committed adultery. He talked about what he did, his wife, right? I sinned. I had a lapse in judgment. I was weak. Not the actions I performed hurt a young person a young person who's supposed to be in my care, a young person who I am supposed to be a mentor for and a spiritual guide for, and I violated that, and I raped her. And this girl who I told she shouldn't have sex and that she needed to stay pure, I took that from her, too. But good for him for confessing, I guess.
0: Um... Piggybacking on that story, this was probably the biggest news in the world of religion this week. The Southern Baptist Convention, the largest Protestant mm-hmm. denomination in the country, basically released a massive, uh, long standing internal investigation into their own sex abuse crisis. And a little background before you said, this I tell is you. CPAC? No, this Uh, is uh, Southern Baptist. Oh,
1: Southern Baptist. I'm so sorry. Yeah. The
0: thing about this, let me give you some background so that the report makes some sense to you. Um, In 2019, the Houston Chronicle and the San Antonio Express News published several articles, like a blockbuster series on sexual abuse in Southern Baptist churches. And here's the thing. We've all heard about sexual abuse in Catholic churches, Uh but the Catholic church is top down. Like we hear about priests shifting from church to church. And Mm -hmm. the thing is people in the hierarchy of the Catholic Church, the problem is they know what's going on. They know the accusations and they shift people around. Uh Sure, it might mostly have happened a long time ago, but like they knew about this stuff and they did nothing about it. Mm -hmm. With the Southern Baptists, they don't have that hierarchy. It's kind of a loose connection Mm -hmm. of all these thousands of churches. Yeah, there's an executive committee that kind of runs where some of their mission work goes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But it's not like there's a pope of Southern Baptist that tells everyone. So this was kind of the problem where abuse happens in church and church and church. Mm -hmm. But like, who do you tell about that sort of thing? There isn't some dude you go to to say that. But... There's no pope. (laughs) There is no pope there. But what happened? So what the two newspapers found, um, they found that over the past decade, Mm -hmm. according to the records, they could figure out, more than 250 staffers or volunteers with Southern Baptist churches had been charged with sex crimes against more than 700 victims. 250 is what they found. That included the International Mission Board, which is like their missionary arm that sends Christians to various places. Mm -hmm. They have a budget of $158 million. They have 3,600 members. And this, the reporters found several members of this international mission board were credibly accused of abuse, and several other members of the board helped cover it up. <laughs> and the thing is, if you when they were going to all these leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention, they're like, well, what do you people do about all this? They're like, well, we can't do anything. We have no authority over all these churches. We can't tell them to shut down. Right. We can't take away their funding because right. they're self-owned franchisees or mm-hmm. whatever. So that was the issue. And by the way, the reporters for those newspapers, there's no database of bad actors. Sure. Because the Southern Baptist Church is like, well, we can't keep that. How yeah. do we keep dragging that? It's our responsibility. So the newspapers created one um, of their own. They're like, well, since the church won't do it, here's our list yeah. of what they were accused of, what they were charged with, whatever. Based on that, like the... I cannot tell you what a bombshell that was for so many people, because then the question is, why did it take secular reporters Mm -hmm. to uncover all this? Why didn't the church get to this first? And the thing, the church leaders, now knowing they're under attack for this stuff, they're like, well, we'll we'll do our own investigation. Oh, they're and honestly, so good at those. It took pushback from some of other, like, church leaders who are like, don't you dare do an internal investigation. Ooh. You give it to a third party to do, pay them to do it. You
1: said church leaders within Southern Baptist like, or outside? The Southern Baptist
0: Executive Committee is like, we'll do our own investigation. Uh-huh. Like, no, no one trusts you.
1: But who, okay. Doesn't
0: matter. And so they said, give it to a third party party mm-hmm. that does good work it's a, it could be a christian group it's fine like give it to them and give them access to whatever information they need because let them do it yeah. we don't trust you to do an internal anything and there was enough pressure and the votes were there to get them to do an actual investigation so this was a they the southern baptist invested like four million dollars mm-hmm. into this report it took, uh, it might have taken like a couple years to put together. It involved interviews with hundreds of people. Uh, I think I read they collected over five terabytes worth of data and documents to put this together. And that is the report that was released this week. So mm-hmm. this is, we knew this was coming. We didn't necessarily know what it would say, but it's like, are you going to uncover anything that we didn't already know? Is it going to be worse than what we already knew? Or are you going to absolve church leaders and stuff? So that report was released, and here's basically, uh, it was almost 300 pages Hmm. covering two decades of, like, bad behavior, and among the things they found, just, it's a pattern of covering up or downplaying abuse at every step in the quote-unquote hierarchy of the church. I'm going to, a couple things you should know. The report says it revealed a callous disregard for abuse survivors. A Relentless Commitment to Protect the Denomination from Liability. Hmm. Why didn't they keep a spreadsheet of bad pastors? Like, well, if a priest finds his name on there, and remember there was a list going around of, like, bad media guys no. It was going around in some, like, journalism circles. And it was basically a Google Doc where people could enter, like, this guy, like, harassed me or whatever oh, at this job. interesting. And it created a legal issue. Because it's like, there's no way to push back on it. And some of these are anonymous complaints. Sure. And if your name is on the list, uh-huh. what's the deal? And that's what the Southern Baptist said. Like, we can't keep a list because there's no way to investigate this. And
1: we're not getting investigated, So there's nothing <laughs> to be done about it. Right. So
0: they're like, we don't want to be sued. But mm-hmm. by taking that approach... Mm-hmm. They just let these people, if they didn't commit a crime that was taken, like police took care of it. Mm -hmm. These people just kept doing their crimes. They didn't look into it. It's like, oh, this pastor was accused of abuse, but he wasn't arrested. I guess we don't have to do anything. So that's one thing they found. Uh Um, Here's what the report said. Survivors and others who reported abuse were ignored, disbelieved, or met with the constant refrain that the Southern Baptist Convention could take no action due to its policy, polity, regarding church autonomy, even if that meant that convicted molesters (laughs) continued in ministry with no notice or warning to their current church or congregation.
1: So doesn't this all sort of ring of the same thing of whether it's Christian nationalists or the Christian church or whatever, is they're not willing to protect anybody if it means in infringing perceivingly infringing on their freedoms even the tiniest bit or, or even doing, the power
0: or making or, them accountable for anything or
1: doing any work it's or, a very
0: conservative mindset it, we were seeing in every realm
1: it really is like we're seeing it with the shooting of like Ugh, I sure wish this wasn't happening but I'm not gonna do anything to stop it Right, and like
0: it's like but if you can't stop it you're the one with the power you're the one on the executive committee here you're a senator Right, I can't do it right. you can and the fact that you're throwing Throwing your hands up in the air for whatever reason, mm. uh, whether you're just like pointless and yeah. why are you here like cinema or like Ted Cruz, who actively doesn't want to do any of this because he benefits from not doing it. Same with these committee members where it's like, what are you trying to protect mm. the reputation of the church? Is that yeah. which? And yes, um, one of the guys, uh, August Augie Boto, who was running the SBC for a while, he actually said in an internal email about the abuse allegations, it is a satanic scheme to completely distract us from evangelism. That's how he referred to allegations. Sa- Did he say satanic? Satanic. Oh, boy. Yeah. These women. Um, by the way, it, here's another bombshell in mm-hmm. the report. They said the Southern Baptist Convention said, like, we can't keep a list of the bad actors. They totally kept a list. They oh, just me, did really? not tell anybody about it. Here's the quotation: the most they recent because the... <laughs>
1: okay. they didn't want
0: to get sued, so they didn't tell anyone there was a list. But that means they knew who the alleged abusers were, oh, were and did not tell anybody. Yeah, dog, about we it. knew they
1: knew because they shuffled them around. The
0: list says the most recent list prepared yeah. by the executive committee staff member contained the names of 703 abusers with 409 believed to be SBC-affiliated at some point in time. Maybe others were, like, volunteers or Mm -hmm. something. Um, Oh, by the way, there was another bombshell in the report.
1: Oh, good. I was worried. It
0: turns out one of the recent presidents of the Southern Baptist Convention, they get elected every couple of years, Uh, his name is Johnny Hunt, Um, and one thing they found about him, I want to make sure I uh, get this thing right, Uh, According to what investigators called... This from Religion News Service uh, analysis of this. According to what investigators called credible allegations, Hunt was accused of sexually assaulting the wife of another SBC pastor in 2010. That assault allegedly included Hunt pinning the survivor to a couch, pulling off her clothes, and then sexually assaulting her with his hands and mouth. By the way... That happened a month after he stepped down as president of this organization.
1: Jesus, these fucking men.
0: So, that report comes out. By the way, I think last week we mentioned another separate thing came out that the SBC membership has dropped for like the third straight year. They've lost like a million plus members in the past three years combined, Mm. which I hope this does more. Because if this doesn't do it, what will? Um, One thing I do want to point out, though, two things. One is they're meeting this week. This weekend is the meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee. This is the weekend they normally elect a new president. Mm -hmm. This is the weekend where they can actually take action on this. This is why the report was released now. Because what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And that's the question people want to know. Like, are you going to take action Are you going to make a list? Mm -hmm. What are the consequences for people? Are you going to do anything about it? And finally, now, there are calls from leaders saying, look, seriously, we will take it seriously. We're going to put a plan into place. Mm -hmm. But until we see what they're going to do, who knows? Um, By the way, I want to point this out, too. This is important because these were not crimes, but we've talked about this on this podcast in the past. Former Southern Baptist Convention President uh, Paige Patterson was a guy who told women trapped in abusive marriages to stay and pray.
1: I remember he was an
0: asshole. Mm -hmm. He made creepy sexual remarks about an underage girl. There was another pastor, Matt Chandler, who botched sexual abuse cases committed by his own church's staff members. He told his congregation that a staffer was fired over a sin issue when the issue was that the staffer secretly taped another pastor taking a shower at his house. Um... There was another uh, international mission board a member mm-hmm. who sexually assaulted a 16-year-old girl and was allowed to resign quietly. I mean, these are stories that have been public over years of yeah. time. And it's all, like, all of this happened and the church did nothing. The denomination did nothing of consequence. Because women
1: mean nothing to these people. Mm-hmm. And obviously there were other victims and it wasn't all women, but they don't give a shit they don't give a shit about the young women because those young women don't matter. Like all they matter is whether they can like give them a bunch of new, uh, you know, another generation of good white Christians. It doesn't matter if their brain works as long as their uterus
0: does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until those babies go to like elementary school, Uh at which point they don't matter. Um, Katie Rich, a comedian, uh, posted something on Twitter years ago, but she retweeted it this week. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Republicans, like, treat babies, like dolls in those packages, like they're great in mint condition before you open them. But the second you open them, they lose all their value.
1: That's very Um, good. I also saw sorry for butchering that joke. Now this one was Texas where they force you to carry your baby to term just so they can grow, grow up and get shot in school.
0: Yeah. Welcome (laughs) Texas. Um, the report, the 288 page report offered recommendations, like 30 pages of recommendations on what to do next. Um, among them, Establish an independent commission, independent being the key word, mm. to implement and oversee reforms, creating uh, a group to deal with sexual abuse issues within the SBC with the appropriate staff and funding for it, mm-hmm. compensating survivors, eliminating non disclosure agreements when it comes to settling sex abuse cases. Mm. Like, no, let the victims talk. So, again, the question is those are the recommendations. What will the SBC actually do? Can I do? ask,
1: those are the recommendations or what? What do you mean? What, they gave them recommendations. No, that's
0: that's the nature of the report. They're like they have no authority to do anything per se. They're saying our job. So now this was is public to, information. Yeah, it's public you information. You can do with
1: it what you want, yes. and what they're going to do is.
0: That's what we're going to find out soon. Nothing. That's I what mean, it, the answer is nothing.
1: Not that I necessarily uh, can see the future, but what I can see in the future is they're going to do nothing.
0: Um, one thing. Uh, Russell Moore, who is the former head of the SBC's Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, who's one of the few SBC leaders who has vocally spoken out oh. on the right side of this particular issue. Well. Here's what he wrote, uh, acknowledging the bombshell of a report. We can, who cannot now see the rot in a culture that mobilizes to exile churches that call a woman on staff a pastor or that invite a woman to speak from the pulpit on Mother's Day, but dismisses rape and molestation as distractions, and efforts to address them as violations of cherished church autonomy. In sectors of today's SBC, women wearing leggings is a social media crisis. Dealing with rape in the church is a distraction. Like, yeah, wow. I mean, yep, yeah, that is absolutely the problem. Good for him. One thing that the report did not talk about, and the thing they never will talk about in the church of all the things they could possibly do this weekend, here's one thing they will never address the broken theology at the heart of all of this. The idea that women, even you could say they're equal all you want. But you treat them as inferior, which Mm -hmm. means their stories are not taken seriously, which means there are no women as pastors in the SBC, which means victims in the church, victims of abuse. Who are you going to talk to? The 12 member elder board of men? Mm. Like there's no one they can go to. That's never going to get addressed because, of course, you can't touch their religious beliefs. Um, the way they push purity culture is never going to get addressed. The way they women are excluded from positions of leadership. The way women who speak out are shut down or condemned. The way they are told. Women are told to submit to male leadership... Um, Even when those men are abusers abusers or accomplices, the way they talk about LGBTQ people, even though it leads to sexual repression, and imagine if it's a male pastor abusing uh, a male child, Mm -hmm. you have another reason to keep shut, keep your mouth shut about it, because all of a sudden it's not just abuse you're talking about. It's homosexual abuse mm. or something like they're not going to touch any That's of that. That's the bad part. That's never going to get addressed no. because none of these people—not the guideposts who did the investigation, not the SBC leaders—that is the stuff that is untouchable because it's religion. They'll they'll maybe take some fixes here and there. Like, sure, we'll do a committee or we'll do release. There is a move right now as we speak. Like, at least show us that spreadsheet you created. Mm. Um, But, like, seriously, these are small potatoes compared to... Fix your beliefs. They're awful.
1: What do you think it would take to get a sort of Catholic Church-style, like...
0: Lawsuits going? Yeah, like
1: statewide lawsuits doing... Because for the Catholic Church, they recently did this. You can speak on it better than me. They lifted some um, of the not restrictions, what's it called? Uh, there was
0: a statute of, statute of limitations so that even if you got abused as a child 30 yeah. years ago and you theoretically could not sue over it, mm-hmm. some states like California said, we're going to open a window mm-hmm. where if you are a victim of child sex abuse, you can come forward with it and file a lawsuit. What are lawsuit. the
1: states that did that? Pennsylvania, I don't remember. Off top. Pennsylvania, California. I think California. I don't remember the just others. wonder if any like capital R red states did it because I feel like that's what we're going to be facing in, with the SBC is there. Anyway. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. I mean, South, I would say one like, thing you take away from this report, women are still not safe in SBC churches. People I don't women
1: still aren't safe that's anywhere. True. That is absolutely
0: true. I'm not saying that these women in the churches should become atheists. That is on them. No, I don't care. I'm not no. keeping a tally board. But they could they need to find a church that respects them. And SBC churches clearly do not. I mean, they they fall under the umbrella, the guidance, the advice of SBC leaders Mm -hmm. who clearly do not. So, again, what are they going to do with this report? I don't know, but that is a bombshell. I mean, we're talking front page news of major newspapers when this was released. Because it is a big deal to acknowledge how serious this sex abuse crisis is. Mm -hmm. And one of the articles I've seen being passed around, there's a couple versions of it, are like, how is this like the Catholic Church uh, sex scandals? Because you can't hear the phrase Catholic Church these days without thinking sex abuse. One to one. And yet that's not the case for Southern Baptist churches, but it should be.
1: And uh, we're getting closer, though, you know? I think. Yeah.
0: So. um Oof, boy. Which story do I want to go to uh, next? Oh, my God.
1: Can I just briefly say yes. um, that I brought my dog, uh, Dottie, to the barn this week? and she met my horse, Prince. Prince did almost kick her head off because he doesn't know how to play with dogs and not horses. Um, But it was very fun and very adorable. Um, So I just want everybody to have a little little image in their head of a big white horse and a big white dog, but compared to a horse, pretty small. They're very cute. And uh, so you can just think about, you know, unlikely animal friends of two dumb animals. And they're not dumb because they're animals. They're dumb because they're individually pretty dumb. Actually, Prince I think, is smart. Dottie is dumb. Just trying to figure out how to play together. And they weren't successful. And it was a little scary, but also extremely funny to watch.
0: Let me jump to this one. Uh, In Florida, there's a state senator, Kelly Stargell. She's... About as deeply red Republican as you could find in Florida. She is someone who spearheaded the state's 15-week abortion ban that I believe was passed. She pushed to ban trans girls from playing on the right sports teams in middle school and high school, because that's where the real problem is. The big things
1: in Florida, sure.
0: She's rubber-stamped DeSantis's awful COVID policies, and she's a state senator. Now she's running for Congress. Of course she is. Um, She announced her campaign like a week ago, and... What was surprising is that one of the loudest voices urging people not to vote for her comes from someone who posted a video in which she said this. Uh, <clears throat> this is the same senator who passed the bill saying that trans middle schoolers and high schoolers will have a harder time to play sports in the state of Florida than even in the Olympics, as if that was a good thing. Wait. She's saying, that's what my mom said. We're, we're taking action against trans kids and like the mm. Olympics are loose, but we're strict in Florida. Then she, this person oh, goes on okay. to say, considering the fact that Kelly Stargill is my mother and sent me to a troubled teen facility whenever I was only 15, I don't think that she really has a right to tell you or anybody else who can and can't be a mother because she wasn't even a mother to her own children.
1: Wait a second. hush. Uh-huh. Wait. Okay, you're going to tell me more, I I'll assume, don't have more. to ask
0: questions. <laughs> if I can do anything in my power to make sure that Kelly Stargell does not become a congresswoman from Florida, that would be awesome.
1: Oh my God, this is Ted Cruz's roommate all over again.
0: <laughs> yes. That was
1: so fun.
0: Yes. Um, this is from Hannah Stargell, who's 28. She's gay. She posted this video on Poor TikTok. This was her first video on TikTok, by the way. Hey. She's released a few more since. How old? Can you give me 28. Age? 28, I'm 28. Okay. And she's basically, she also said, this is the same woman who wouldn't feed me if i didn't go to church on sunday uh a horrible horrible person to look up to she elaborated on that later basically saying her parents made her go to church like but if she didn't go to church well the family would go to lunch Uh afterwards she wasn't invited to that she just had to stay at home and like make her things for herself but basically you have hannah stargill uh who's openly campaigning against her mom. She told a uh, n- local news outlet her mom's candidacy for Congress came as a shock since Kelly Stargell had previously said she was going to step away from politics because of how hard it was on the family. Huh. But again, if you don't care about your family.
1: Yeah, that's much whatever. easier.
0: By the way, there's, she's not even the only member of the family speaking out against Kelly Stargell because last year, Laura Stargell, another daughter, wrote an essay for the Orlando Sentinel— Urging Ron DeSantis to veto her mom's anti trans yes. bill. Yes. Uh, she oh, said, Oh, I
1: love when kids are anti I their know. parents. Bora
0: wrote, I played sports all throughout middle, high school, and college without ever coming close to receiving an award or a scholarship. So saying I played sports for fun. I wasn't that good. But like not once did I stop to consider what gender my teammates were assigned at birth. Instead, I remember the personal and professional growth in my life that I can attribute to my time on the field. Dot, dot, dot. The state legislature is more concerned with hypothetical harms Mm -hmm. than real world physical and mental health. And
1: this is always what it comes down to, isn't it? Is that the Republicans are always ready to find a new boogeyman for you to, uh, you know, that's just behind the door. It's just in your closet. You can't see it, but the trans kids are coming for you right. in hopes that you'll be so incensed by this boogeyman that they're teeing up for you, that you're missing the fact that they're actually trying to kill every one of their constituents. They
0: blame the uh, Texas school shooting this week on the, the shooter being trans. That's not true, but they made it up and spread that rumor anyway. Like a congressman spread that rumor.
1: Oh, and they're mad because Democrats will say, hey, maybe we should pass laws so more children don't get hurt. And they're like, stop politicizing this. And they're like, I heard that he doesn't even have a penis. Who's ever heard of a boy without a penis? Mm -hmm. It's all that matters. Nightmare humans.
0: Here's the question Will any of this have an impact? I mean, look, first of all, kudos to those two kids for speaking out because that is not easy ever, much less when it's your own mother. But we've talked about a couple of years ago in 2018, there's a guy running for Congress, one oh, of the good. most extremist uh, Republicans in Congress, Paul Gosar, um, and his siblings, five or six of them, so
1: fucking made funny.
0: an ad for the Democrat running in the race saying basically, don't vote for my brother. He's a horrible dude. And of course he won in a landslide because it's an overwhelmingly red district.
1: I'm really curious to see, like, I would love to see, like, An oral history of all of the times family members have campaigned against their family members, because I think that would be a really fun show. Right.
0: The irony (laughs) here is Kelly Stargill's uh, campaign website, she talks about how she's fought to prioritize Florida's families. Which is bullshit, because she doesn't care about her own. Someone and she just only cares about, about
1: alliteration in second grade. <laughs> no.
0: And she only cares about your family yeah. if you fit her conservative Christian mold. Well, as
1: long as you're a white family. <laughs> um, have we, I'm sure we're not going to talk about it. Have we talked on this show about um, the Dr. Oz shit that's going down?
0: Which one?
1: Just the fact that he's running for Senate, and there's going to be a runoff yeah, with him and David runoff. McCormack.
0: Both are horrible candidates, yeah. but like... I love that they're—that I that's, that made me happy that they hired lawyers to fight against each other, and they're say. fighting over voter fraud, like, well, what if someone sent in a ballot, but it wasn't properly dated, even though we received it by Election Day? Because you have one Republican saying, that should be valid, because of course it should— And the other side saying, uh, no, that's fraud now.
1: Yeah. It's like, they're trying to rely on mail for Because they can't, they've been calling for fraud, they've been calling fraud so long, now it's the only drum they have to bang. (laughs) Yeah. And so when it's a primary and they're calling fraud, it's like, my dude... Against whom and for whom? Like mm-hmm. do you think they're do you think that George Soros or is that who they think <laughs> yeah, is really George them. Soros has like individual minions on each individual candidate? This is insanity. It's paranoia. I know.
0: Keep fighting. I mean, John Fetterman's the guy running against eventual one of those two uh-huh. guys. He's fine. Pennsylvania he's Senate, fine. right? Pennsylvania Senate. He's fine, but that he also just had fine. a stroke.
1: So like, what?
0: He's he's out, he's Can okay. Can we please like, have somebody who is... <laughs> well, the funny thing about him, like, a seven-foot-tall, like, burly white guy, he's very progressive, relatively speaking, for a seven candidate. 7 feet tall He's, like, six-eight six or six-nine or something. Jesus. But he's huge, and basically he talks like, this is fucking stupid, wears, like, short sweat shorts, and a hoodie everywhere he goes. Oh, hell... Wait. He looks... Like a white-collar Republican who should be at the Capitol riots. And here he is like, marijuana should be legal. His entire campaign thing on Twitter is basically... If you elect me, I will always be the 51st vote for Democrats on all this shit.
1: Yeah. Like, it's great. Good job. Um, but he had like, a stroke? He did. He's... How old is he? Uh... When he said sweat shorts, I just imagined a 20-something college guy, so it really threw no, off my no. mental image.
0: A guy who's just in the gym a lot, you get the idea. Sure, 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 uh, sure. Quick update to a story we did Last week, Greg yep. Locke had gone on stage. He's like, you can't be a Christian and vote for Democrats. And everyone on yeah. Twitter was like, go tell the IRS about this because mm-hmm. he can't keep his tax exempt status. Well, over the weekend, he made another video where he uh, basically said, I oh, no, Here's here is what he said. Mm-hmm. I almost brought the I almost brought the document. I was going to burn it right here on national television. He's not on national what television. Document? <laughs> um, so guess what I did this week? I got an attorney, and I dissolved our stinking 501c3 in this church because the government ain't going to tell me what I can and can't say. So IRS, we don't need your stupid tax-exempt status.
1: This accent is whiteface, and it's offensive. Sorry, sorry.
0: I got nothing. (laughs) I don't do accents. Now, here's the weird thing. So, first of all, I don't know why he went ahead and did this because— I don't know if he did it because he's genuinely worried of all these people telling the IRS. Like, not only did people literally tag the IRS on Twitter, which I don't think anyone cares about, or filled out complaints on the IRS's website, which I don't think anyone cares about, Americans United for Separation of Church and State sent a formal letter to the IRS to investigate this guy's church. I don't know if any of that got to him. Uh So he's like, well, you can't fire me. I quit. I told the IRS to get rid of it. Oh,
1: Jesus. I don't
0: know if that's the case. They
1: weren't going to go after him. They don't give a shit. here's the weird
0: thing. There is no indication that I could find, and I talked to a tax guy, and I talked to people, and I did look into this. There's no indication I could find that this is a registered church, that this is a nonprofit church to begin with. And maybe they don't need to be registered, but usually there is a database of, what counts as a nonprofit? even like there's a federal database for it, there's no indication he ever had a 501c3. Wait. And if you go to donate on his church's website, Uh it's not like they even say your donations are tax deductible, which is kind of the whole point of the thing. Uh They never say it. Because, of course, if you go to a church, the Circus Tent Church like his, you're probably giving money, but you're not really thinking like, can I save this on my taxes? You don't care. You're just giving. So like... I think he made a big, here's my theory that I can't prove yet, but it's my hunch. I think he made this big show of saying, IRS, we don't need your 501c3 status because he never had it to begin with. And he's just making a show of like, well, I did this thing that no other pastor will do, even though he's never been that guy. It's
1: ironic that these dudes all hate musical theater because they are so fucking showy and they might as well be doing a big tap dance number around there. Like all they do is bullshit and lie and say whatever comes into their head, and people applause because you applaud when people like say something exciting yeah. clap clack, 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 clack. like it's yeah it's really fun to be up in front of a crowd, but like you have to like
0: <laughs> David there's a blogger David Carey Hart who's done a lot of investigation into tax exemptions and stuff like that, and what he told me is Locke is just making shit up since his church is not a federally recognized nonprofit. There's absolutely nothing the IRS can do. Sure. Uh, And then he added, you can't revoke what does not exist. Boom. And here's the thing. What Greg Locke wants to do is tell people how to vote. He wants to preach politics, not the gospel. But, like, in theory, if you're a pastor who tells people how to vote, Mm -hmm. you don't get to also be a tax-exempt church. Well, Locke has always been political, Mm -hmm. and he's getting more political and he talks he will find one Bible verse and then spend like 30 minutes talking about why Joe Biden is evil. He well, wants to because be of able, what the
1: Bible said that Joe clearly, Biden is evil.
0: It said that. Jesus said that. And he does this and like he wants to get away with it. And basically he's basically saying, like, that's what my church is now. It's a political rally, a MAGA rally that intersperses Bible verses every little bit. I
1: wonder if this is gonna like fade away. The the MAGA of it all, like, already Trump-backed uh, Republicans have lost a ton in primaries, not a ton, probably three or four or whatever, but, like, is it, is it, you know, are they burning out or are they fading away? Like, what is going to happen with these people? They're going to burn out. They're all going to, like, fucking storm the Capitol, but...
0: I feel like I... They're gonna fantasize about that twenty years ago. That like the crazy people will come to their senses, and of course they no, don't. No, they got
1: crazier. Okay, here's what I'm here's what I'm pitching, Hemet. You've yes. seen Blazing Saddles, right? I have. Oh my god, really?
0: I know. I've seen one movie in my
1: life. Holy shit. Okay, but do you do you remember anything about I it? I
0: do. Go on. Okay,
1: you know at the end, spoiler alerts for Blazing Saddles incoming. You know in the end, when the way they save Rock Ridge is they build a fake city. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'm pitching. Mm-hmm. We build we build a fake capital. Build and put it, like, I don't know, maybe somewhere in, like, central Virginia and be like, oh, hey, Maggie guys, Joe Biden is here, and he's saying that, uh, that boys are stupid and anyone who has a penis is dumb, and they all rush in and then... I guess we Gene take Wilder the old
0: churches or
1: Well, Gene Wilder I think blows something up. <laughs> I don't remember the ending, but uh, but it does involve them going through a tollway in the desert is what I remember and I think we I can get away with that. it. Listen, someone's got to go, go back and get a shitload of dimes is one of the finest
0: <laughs> <laughs> finest lines in cinnamon <laughs> history. <laughs> oh, this isn't even on my list. Oh, guess who lost a race this week? Me. Jason Rapert. Yay! He ran for lieutenant governor of <gasps> really? Arkansas, Christian nationalist. Does
1: that mean he... Does he still have his old seat? He's
0: a state senator right now. Oh. I think he gave up that seat to run... Yeah! Well, he's not going to continue on Fuck November. Fuck you, Raybert. Yeah, so he ran for lieutenant governor of Arkansas thinking he was the hot shot who's going to easily win yeah. this race. But... I, I, I didn't follow this closely, but I think someone else who was thinking about running for governor as a Republican and said, like, I don't want to be lieutenant governor. That's a stupid ass job. And then they were like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to kick your ass as God. governor. Um, so she's like, I want to be lieutenant governor. And so they're like... Wait, Sarah
1: Huckabee Sanders is not to be a Huckabee, lieutenant
0: now? No, no, no. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the gubernatorial nominee for the Republican Party. She will win that race. Right. The person who wanted to that do that job uh-huh. and was clearly figured out she's not going to win that primary. Uh-huh. She's like, "Uh, remember when I said that job would be boring, lieutenant governor? Yeah. I want that job." JK. And Jason Rapert's left like, "But I quit my thing to run for this I we and had now" an And like, so this was the primary that happened this week. And that woman ended up getting more than 50% of the vote. Raper couldn't even bring her to a runoff. That's how badly he lost. This is the guy who put the 10 commandments monument outside the Arkansas state Capitol. He
1: is for some reason, a Alabama state Senator who I had to think about a lot. Arkansas. Arkansas, excuse me, an Arkansas state Senator who I had to think about a lot. And I'm really glad that at least for a minute, I can stop thinking about him
0: just for a few. Um, Okay, get this. Michigan yeah. Republican is running for State House. Her name is Jackie Eubanks. Very young, very Republican. She's a Trump-endorsed conspiracy theorist, that type. Mm. So of course, she does an interview with a right-wing media outlet. It's called Church Militant, run by a Catholic <laughs> named Michael Voris. Um and Michael Voorhees? Boris V-O-R-I-S. Jason Voorhees. Yes, exactly. So um, she basically said she opposes abortion. She opposes marriage equality. Mm-hmm. None of that is that surprising coming from a Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, but they basically said, like, uh, how are you going to vote on other issues that are politically maybe unpopular but are still part of Catholic He's dogma? age,
1: can you give me, an, like, in her 20s or in her 30s? 20s. Okay.
0: Yeah, I believe. But basically they were like... The question, which I think he was meant as a softball question, mm. like, okay, fine, you oppose marriage equality, you oppose abortion. They don't those... call it marriage it doesn't matter. No, I do, right? Of course, yes. but, I'm sorry. Um, that was dumb. But those are also Catholic doctrine. She's Catholic. That he's Catholic. That's why he's asking about this. So okay, oh, okay. so you follow the church's teachings and mm-hmm. that's how you would vote. But also that's what Republicans do. So that's not surprising. So he said, What's gonna happen when there is something in Catholic doctrine, um, that comes to a vote? But that is unpopular even among Republicans. What are you going to do then? Yes, sir. So here's what she said. Uh, Here's what Boris said. How do you answer the local press person who might be your age and just sees you as some loony who, you know, she wants to take away your birth control in the state of Michigan? Basically said, how are you going to respond to that? Mm -hmm. The right answer, because I'm a political expert here, would be... Uh, they want to take away your birth control. Like, stop. You change the subject. You don't have to answer that question. I just want what's best for women, whatever your stupid answer is. Here's what she said. Sure. So I guess we have to ask ourselves, would that ever come up to a vote in the Michigan State Legislature? And if it should, I would say it should not be legal. And I think that People that birth control is, they think it's better because like, oh, then you won't get pregnant. Then you won't need to have an abortion. But I think it gives people the false sense of security that they can have consequence-free sex.
1: And that's not true, and it's not correct. I'm offended by that voice you use, because it feels aggressive at me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So basically her answer that she said out loud... Is I would
1: 100% uh, take away uh, birth control control because it gives women a false sense of security and thereby allows them to have sex without Mm -hmm. feeling terrible about it. She
0: admitted she would take away birth control, and she's running for office like do- doesn't know politics one hundred and one. You don't say the stupid shit out loud for a soundbite that your opponents can use. What are you doing? But, but thanks, Jesus
1: Hammett. Like, what 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 else has anybody else said? Like, this is all the same shit. Like, <sighs> she hasn't said anything that much worse than plan. Like, plan B is abortion or whatever, like these people do not have a funder- fundamental understanding of biology. They think that when the sperm like sees the egg the woman is, you know, the person is pregnant but like it's simply not how it works. They don't care that preg- pregnancy doesn't start until implementation. They just don't care. They make up their own laws. Literally!
0: Oh. I don't know if she's going to win that primary but like she's running. Where Are she- you running? I- Michigan. Different Why part of Michigan.
1: isn't Anybody who listens to the Friendly Atheist podcast <laughs> running for anything, Hemmet and I, as we said before, cannot run our names or poison.
0: <laughs> However, that is accurate.
1: We'll give you free ad space, probably.
0: Yes, right. You, no, can I'm we do that sure legally? That's illegal.
1: Okay, um, we'll pay. We'll get. We'll pay you the, as if anyone's we'll, paying attention. We'll to buy this. the appropriate. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll 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 take the appropriate amount of money for to air ad space for you. Sure. The right. old atheist bump. That's what they call it.
0: That's how that's Reagan got yes. an office. That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, we didn't talk about this. This happened a week oh. ago after we taped last time, but it was a big deal until all the other shit happened. Um, a San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione uh, He's not he, Italian, is he? He Is maybe he said Nancy Pelosi cannot get communion anymore because she supports abortion rights. Oh. He basically wrote a letter saying abortion rights amounts to a grave evil and a scandal. Wait, a sorry, Catholic. Oh, bishop. so this is,
1: and she's from California, so she's this from is her, San like, Francisco. Home. Yeah.
0: So okay. this is her home church. The guy running the di- archdiocese oh no. for home church, he says, after numerous attempts to speak with her to help her understand the grave evil she is perpetrating, Christ. the scandal she is causing, and the danger to her own soul she is risking, I have determined that the point has come in which I must make a public declaration that she is not to be admitted to holy communion unless and until she publicly repudiates her support for abortion. Rights, in quotation marks.
1: I wonder if he is keeping tabs on anybody from the San Francisco area, you know, in Congress or whatever, uh-huh. who maybe, like, voted against getting formula to well, babies. about that. Oh, oh wait, oh, I'm, really?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm on top of this. Uh, did I
1: accidentally segue for you?
0: You did. Uh, because a couple of years ago, not necessarily him, but the Catholic Church in general, uh, Bill Barr, when he was Attorney General under Trump... He brought back executions to the federal prison system saying, you know how you were heading, like it was on hiatus. We didn't execute anyone. Bring that back, which the death penalty is like from the top down. Pope Francis says, no, absolutely not. Never. Okay. Amy Coney Barrett got into a bunch of shit during her nomination because she had written a paper. About as when she was a law student or something Mm -hmm. where she basically said, well, what do you do if you're a judge and you have a death penalty case? Because the Catholic Church says one thing, but the law may say another, but no one could ask her about it because it touches on faith. And of course, you can't ask her about that. But the church has a stance on the death penalty and execution. Bill Barr is a practicing Catholic who supports the death penalty. Did they remove his access to communion? No, no one in the church said, will deny Bill Barr I mean, no one's doing it to Greg Abbott of Texas now, who is Catholic and supporting executions.
1: Like, I know, I know we have to do this. We have to, like, highlight the hypocrisy in such, like, stark terms. But, like, it's just really exhausting to hear this kind of thing over and over. Of, like, oh, really? They went after a Democrat for something that affects women, but don't give a... Fuck about poor and black people who are the the prominent people who are on death row. Like, go fuck yourself. You don't care about life. You don't care about they anything except do for not power. Care about life. They care about power and control and fucking. Ugh.
0: One yeah, response whatever. I saw online was a bunch of conservative Catholics saying, "Well, like, yeah, his position, the archbishop's position." is the right one. That is the Catholic church position. So, like, why? who are you to tell the church yeah. what church policy is? And the thing is, look, if you want to... What I don't get, because they're right, that it is the church policy anti-abortion. It's a stupid one, but that is the church position. But, like, if why are you singling out Nancy Pelosi? Like, just say, if you support abortion, all of you cannot get abortion, because keep this in mind. of Catholics in the U.S., according to the Pew Research Center, support abortion rights in all or most cases. Mm -hmm. 68% of Catholics do not want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. Those are recent numbers. So, like, if you want to say if you support abortion rights or you support marriage equality or whatever, then you can't get communion. Drive all those people out of the Catholic Church. Please do it. It would be wonderful. Mm. But they won't because they can't piss off everybody. So he singles out this one person and then he has the audacity to say his actions. This is the archbishop talking. My actions are purely pastoral, not political. (laughs) Like, come on. It is 100% political. By the way, Joe Biden, last year, he met with the Pope, and it was a controversy. Is is Joe Biden going to get communion? Because he also, public policy-wise, supports abortion rights. And a bunch of conservative bishops were like, don't do it. Don't give him communion. And what did Joe Biden say after their meeting together, according to the Associated Press? Joe Biden said, the Pope told me I was a good Catholic and should keep receiving communion. Oh. And the Vatican didn't so deny that. So the
1: archbishops were like, oh, no, we know better than the Pope because... Right, that's
0: the thing. Like, I guess, like, you're the one who gets to explain church policy, but apparently if the Pope says something, it doesn't matter. I know they don't like the Pope. Truly, it's my
1: favorite thing that they're like, well, our Pope is our like vessel to God, (laughs) except for when he talks about starving children. We hate when he does that. Like that's not God talking. That's Pope Francis. Speaking
0: of Cordillon, this is the same guy. We talked about the California law that Mm -hmm. opened a window for victims of sexual abuse Mm -hmm. to file lawsuits, even if that statute of limitations had expired. Cordelion fought against that.
1: Cool. That's neat. That's a fun, cool moral yeah. place to live. And I'm sure yeah. um if heaven is real, Jesus would be like, Yeah, you nailed that one, my Me, dude. You Meanwhile, really got
0: my whole message. Jackie Eubanks <laughs> from Michigan. This woman says birth control. I would totally make that illegal. And what does the church say about that? Nothing. They will never condemn her for that, because that's also what the church teaches, mm. even though what she said in Michigan is is way worse than anything Pelosi did. By the way, over the weekend, Pelosi went to church mm. in DC because she basically lives there, mm-hmm. and guess what? The pastor there gave the priest there gave her communion cuz some past some priests are like I'm not playing a game. Communion is not a reward. It is something I'm giving to you to help you be closer to God, because that's what we believe. It's not to be weaponized.
1: Yeah, that's actually something I'm, God judges I'm curious you about. Of like, okay, it does feel like a slippery slope of, not that's a great argument, but a slippery slope of like, okay, Joe Biden can't get communion because he's pro-abortion. And Nancy Pelosi can't get communion because she's pro-abortion. How many Catholics are there in... The, the House and Senate. So we have to check all of those. How many people are in local politics? Like, are they going to go into every Catholic's voting record to decide if they do or do not get communion? Because I that's don't. Exact, think that's exactly that's that's what yeah, like, Jesus had in mind. Yep.
0: Yeah. Don't go to the Catholic <sighs> Church if you're looking for like reasonable yeah, thinking. Yeah, this is wild. All right, last story. Oh uh, my God, I thought we were done. Sorry, we're done after this. So f- several years ago, we're talking like almost 10 some years ago. I was very curious, like, who has the atheist license plate in all the different states?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, we right? talked about that. It was this. interesting.
0: Just, like, someone's got to have it, if it because it, it's legal. So, like, you can request that vanity plate. And I was kind of curious who has it in did all we these different states. Did we talk about this states. last week off mic? Uh, maybe. Okay. Um. Yes, we did. Okay, we briefly okay. touched on it, because this is what happened. Um, so, this is, like, 10 years ago. A guy messages me and says... I have the atheist license plate in the state of Idaho. Not only do I have the atheist license plate in this red state, it's signed by Richard Dawkins. And it's like, okay, I get it. You're an atheist. Oh, Fine. boy.
1: Like, Ew, it's on his car?
0: Like, it's just signed in the corner of the license plate, which his point Fine, was, whatever. I am an atheist in Idaho. Yeah. Like, I'm not shitting around Dawkins signed my plate. Okay, yeah. very interesting. That was a while ago. <sighs> Hadn't thought about it for a while. And about this, when we recorded last week, I got an email from this guy that I thought was unusual because I hadn't heard from him since then. Yeah, And he said, hey, I thought you might be interested. I ran for office in Idaho. I won the primary. And it's like, oh, shit, look at you, an atheist who got elected. I'll add you to my list. Yeah, right. I'll add you to my little list here. Uh, So it turns out there was a four-way race for state senate Mm. in this primary in Idaho One of the guys running was literally a longtime state House member hoping to get to the state Senate. And then you had two, like, crazy people. And then this guy, Jeff uh, Schroeder, who's like, you know what, I want to throw my hat in the ring because I work in local politics. I know the landscape. Uh And I think I have a shot at this. Here's the kicker. Republican Party. Mm. He's a Republican. An Idaho Republican who just won the primary for state senate, also happens to be an atheist with an atheist license plate signed by Dawkins. Um, So, of course, the thing that happened last week, off mic, Mm -hmm. before we recorded so we didn't talk about it, Mm -hmm. was I'm like, wait a minute. You're a what now? Let's learn more about this gentleman. I'm very curious. I have questions. So here's what I can tell you. Because, of course, I'm like, well, what are your views on everything. Are you also insane?
1: Like I wanna be clear. I think you got the email when you were at my house and we're like talking just like talking through it of like, I don't know what I'm gonna
0: do with this information. (laughs) Because of course my thought is my first thought is, well, good for you for running and for winning. And also, wait a minute. An Idaho Republican? Like, Republican would have also gotten my reaction. But like, oh, shit, Idaho Republican. Like, we're talking deep red stuff. Hell yeah. Just FYI, the primary results, Jeff Schroeder got 32% of the votes in a four-way race. Second place got 27%. Third place got 25%. This was close. He came out on top. And by the way, there's no one running against him on the Democratic side. He has a clear pathway. Where to in the State Idaho
1: Senate. is it? If it's near Salmon, it's a beautiful part of the country. Don't if somebody know. wants to move there,
0: don't remember. <laughs> but so here's the questions that I finally got to ask this guy because okay. I did speak to him. Yeah. Because you know and, I have I'm sorry, questions.
1: What office did he run for? State Senate. State Senate.
0: You're okay. Like it's not a small yeah, it's thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Right. And as far as I could tell, if he wins this race in November, which he should now, he would be the only. Uh, elected Republican in the country at the statewide level or higher who is Republican
1: and an atheist. And, who, and an atheist? Okay, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, he would be the only atheist Republican in the country who
1: uses the A word. Who
0: uses the A word or even a, a, a clone synonym
1: type? Well, that's so. a
0: interesting. So, what does this guy believe?
1: Odd. That's
0: the question, right? Okay. First question I wanted to know: Did your opponents know this? Because you don't hide it. The yeah, fact that you're an atheist, your you got car. the license plate, right? So, like, did, was it used against you? He said, nope, no one brought it up. He said he didn't bring it up, because why would he? Because his whole thing is like, I'm talking about the issues. So he didn't bring it up. But he said he was ready for an answer, which if someone asked him, because if you go on his website, his whole thing is, I'm here to solve problems. Uh, he wanted local leaders to have more control rather than mandates from top down in the state. Like, we know our okay. local issues not the governor, let us have control. Um, he wanted to protect the education system against people trying to attack the education world.
1: From what way? I, he didn't say.
0: Because it could go either cause way. Because that
1: could either be critical race theory or that could be like um, creationism.
0: Right. Um, he made it sound like he was, he made it vague on purpose, uh-huh. but he said, I want to protect it from people coming from positions of ignorance whatever you're right to say that's vague Uh and then he said i want to make sure my district has access to good clean water which is a very local fine issue to care about so i'm like (laughs) okay but there's nothing on his site about mega or you know all the conservative things you expect to hear religion was not a part of the primary which is another thing to say um he was gonna say if anyone brought it up like well there's no religious test for public office we I, I support religious freedom, including freedom from religion. He was going to say my wife is Christian. Um, so he's not some oh. anti-theist uh, picking fights here. He happens to be an atheist, which, by the way, is the right answer if you're a politician of running. Course. Like, I am, but I'm not running to be, like, an atheist for you or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. By the way, there's a group in Idaho that endorses non-crazy candidates. They endorsed this guy. Hmm. Um, so really, for most primary voters, your choices were two far-right crazy people, um, a guy who's been in the state legislature, which is either a good or bad thing depending on your definition of that, right. or a newcomer who seems pretty moderate about the issues. And it turns out the moderate won. Okay, why is this guy a Republican then? Well, basically, if you're in Idaho and especially in the part of Idaho where he's from, mm. you can't not be Republican if you want any chance. At political life. I see. Um, the guy who was in the state Senate seat won pretty much every race with like 70, 80% of the votes, like repeatedly. Sure. Most of the time, Democrat. I don't think a Democrat has run for state Senate in that district since 2012 because <laughs> you're not going to win. So what do you do if you're a Democrat? Like, just, you, sorry, you're out of luck. If you want a chance at this particular seat... You got to be a Republican. So,
1: is he saying he's not necessarily a Republican, but gave himself the label because?
0: Very good question.
1: Okay. So he's, thank you. I questions for a living.
0: He's worked in Republican politics in the state for a long time. This okay. is a guy who. Uh, He served two terms on the local city council. This is in Mountain Home, Idaho. He served on the city council. He spent two decades in the Army National Guard in Idaho. In 2010, he became a precinct committee man for the Elmore County Republican Party. He became their vice chair. Then he was their chair. He's worked in the party system for a while, so Mm. he knows the landscape in that front. So, of course, you know I had to ask him, like, well, where do you stand on all the shit anyone actually cares about? (laughs) Um, so a couple of things that he, uh, told me he, I want to make sure I'm representing his views correctly. Sure. He's me too. not engaging really in culture war battles. He's focusing on like roads, bridges, water, things like that. Uh-huh. He said, yeah, there are loud extremists out there, but he said they're not the majority of my constituents. Okay. He's, he put the number, uh, he said it was a fringe, Right. But he said they were 30% of the party. And I'm like, buddy, that's not a fringe. Uh -uh. Um, But he did say we need to fight back. Um, What about uh, issues that I'm very curious about? Okay. Before I get to those, he said uh, he got criticized for acknowledging Joe Biden won the election.
1: Wow, that's where the uh, bar is now?
0: (laughs) I found an old blog post from 2011 where he had apparently gone to some atheist meetup and told a story, this is about him, his time as city council, where it was his turn to deliver the invocation, Mm. and what did he do? According to the other person who was there, uh, he agreed to deliver the invocation, folded his arms, and stared at the clock for about a minute. Eventually, the person next to him nudged him and asked when he was going to start, and he just said that the invocation was done and they could move on. Interesting. That's, listen, interesting.
1: And that's using a uh, curmudgeonly manner for good, and I support it. But curmudgeons don't get far in my book.
0: Uh huh. Um, he fought against censorship in libraries, which okay. is interesting. Okay. What so about? So it sounds
1: like he's like an actual like pre-Reagan Republican, like m- an actual small government.
0: I asked him, do you admire any current Republicans? Like, are you like an Adam Kinzinger, oh, or Liz God, Cheney type? He didn't mention any of them. He oh. told me uh, he supported like an old uh, governor, Phil Batt, who was a former Idaho governor who ran the Classic state until bat. I know, like from 95 to 99, who was not an extremist Republican, but like a guy For seen, four he brought up Barry Goldwater. He mm. brought up actually a former Idaho Supreme Court Chief Justice Jim Jones, who I've mentioned before because he's a guy that's lashed out against right wing extremists, written a lot of posts like editorials in his retirement uh saying all this stuff. So he sees himself as a pragmatic guy. Sure. So what does he say about like abortion, LGBTQ rights? He it's true that if you're working at a local level, those things don't usually come up. Fair. So he hasn't had a record on that stuff we could point to. But like, what are you going to do when those things come to a vote in the state uh, legislature? Cause they will. Mm. Here's what he told me. He didn't give me specifics. He said the questions guiding his votes would be, what's the proper role of government? Does this bill accomplish that? And so I'm like, that's a cute answer. Like, yeah, well, that's what's nothing. nothing like, do you support abortion rights? He said, medical decisions are not the role of the government. He opposes politicians making decisions for women. And then he also said there was no but. He said he's adamant that Republicans focus on issues like one of the things he was mad about is that by state Republicans focusing on that shit, they were ignoring infrastructure problems that hurt his community, which is true. He wanted Mm -hmm. to make that difference. So, I mean, he's also been a longtime critic of the lieutenant governor, Janice McGeehan, who just lost her primary and who's extremist. He's fought against. Uh, Like the Trumpist sides My favorite Someone said They called him basically a rhino Republican in name only His response to them This is I think on election night uh, His response to that troll on Twitter Fuck you (laughs) Um, Which that's how you do your victory parade (laughs) Fuck yeah dude So interesting He's a Republican Doesn't seem to be one of the insane ones Okay But What does that actually mean in practice? I don't know there are two uh, small atheist republican groups to my knowledge like that actively court like yeah atheists can be republicans and yeah. I have my issues with both of them but noticeably he is not part of either of those groups I don't think he's a fan of either of those two groups
1: I wonder if um this gentleman is one of those uh those hypothetical people that I always said <laughs> when I when I talk about like I truly believe that the Country would be better with two strong parties oh, who God. actually care yeah, about, like, yeah, yeah. The, Like, is he one of those Republicans? I don't know, but is here's he... the
0: thing. It looks like he's going to win this race in November because so... there's no opposition. Yeah. We will soon find out what happens when he is in office. I've known in, in my recent history two atheist Republicans at in state politics— one of them changed parties to libertarian real quickly after mm. he came out. And then he got voted out next came time around out. Uh, as, as an atheist. Oh. Um, the other one was in Ohio where he was like, he had no, polit- uh, no principles about anything. Mm. He just kind of went like, yeah, I'm I'm black and I'm atheist and I can work yeah. with everybody. And then he got arrested, I think, for charges of like, campaign finance something something cool cool. like that's what those are the only two republican atheists i knew they're both out of politics now now there's this guy jeff schroeder what's gonna happen i don't know jeff if you're listening don't don't be one of the crazy people please oh boy like in idaho if you're a moderate republican you might actually be able to do some good yeah we'll see yeah i'm from Um, you know I. I, that's all i got that's all i got that's enough. Like I said, there's like God. five or six stories that could have lasted an entire thing.
1: And it's midnight. Like, this nor- is so much later than we normally go. Um, boy, where yeah. Do we, where do we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jess Blumke. Um, you can go to my Etsy shop, uh, Bitches Get stitched Done. Um, Hemant, where can we find you? I am at
0: Hemant Meta on Twitter. Please go to patreon.com friendly atheist podcast. And I don't know, maybe. We'll
1: yeah, you can review. always email us at um, friendly atheist at gmail.com. You can leave a review, which honestly, every time I. Read uh, it later. We're, we're, <laughs> we're done. Oh, we're done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Next week.
1: Bye.